what's going on everybody welcome i hope y'all had a wonderful week oh look smile lovely i thought i was smiling <laughs> <laughs> when you first popped up i'm like oh smile wait a minute i'm awful bright i think i might have to turn this light off i think i might have too much light on this hold on it didn't look like it on there let's see that oh. It changes it because my uh, my gray hair looked washed out. <laughs> yeah, it's still that's all right. I ain't gonna worry myself about it. I live with it. It'll be white, washed out, whatever color it's supposed to be. It really doesn't matter to me. But I am so excited to have you on Red Wine Conversation. Me too. Yeah. Like I have been. <laughs> I have been watching you on Facebook and all of the different endeavors and, and things that you have going on. And I, when I had the idea to do this, you know, black women who, who I see making moves, you know what I'm saying? Like people don't understand that you don't have to be, they, they look at like superstars, you know, when you think about, you know, a black woman doing something. But to me, I'm looking at like, these everyday, you know, women that I see, that I know that are out here killing it, mm -hmm. that are not getting the recognition that they need to be getting. Mm. So I said, you know what? I'm going to have this beautiful young lady on my show <laughs> and talk to her about all of the things that you got going on. Because you got the Cigar Lounge in Smyrna, correct? Yes. And then, um, so the celebrity co-working, mm -hmm. is that like a, a shared office working space? Yes, and it's actually right next door to the co-working space. Okay, so the, the lounge and the co-working space are together? Yes. Beautiful. And then a winery. We're building out the winery right now, and we're opening up a tasting room, hopefully within the next month, in downtown Nashville. 
Okay, see, you see what I'm saying? You know what I'm <laughs> So that's why I was like, this sister got to go with owns. I got to have her own so that you can share with my viewers, you know, what has inspired you, got you going, um, all of those different things. Because, like, dang, girl. Yeah, it's been it's been a trip. Um, it, it's it's hard to talk about the journey when you're still on it, but you, when you get an opportunity to take pause and reflect, you know, over some nice red wine. Yes, um, we are on red wine tonight. <laughs> actually... It's um, it, it's definitely worthy of of that moment to be like, you know what? Wow, look at God. You know, so absolutely that He puts you in places for the right reason. Yeah, and and it's it's for a particular time. Mm -hmm. So, um, because I've been an entrepreneur for well over fifteen years, and had some things, you know, succeed, had a lot of things fail, and so I'm looking and I'm case studying myself and wondering, wow, like, why is it that these things didn't work, and then all of a sudden certain things catching fire? That is a lot more difficult than you know the earlier ventures, and. What God just told me is the failures are not for you. It's for who you have yet to meet. And, and that's how pain is, too. A lot of times you yeah. go through stuff. It ain't got nothing to do with you. God yeah. just know you're strong enough to get through it so you can help somebody who otherwise isn't strong enough. Sure. So that's what I think it's all about. Failures happen so you can reflect to be a blessing in, in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. To be able to bless somebody else with your journey and the knowledge that you learned from it. Yeah. And to remain humble in the process because if everything go your way, you know, it's just human nature to get big headed. And so one thing that my husband um, says all the time is you always have to remain humble and keep Absolutely. yourself in a position um, to learn. Absolutely. Always, you know, look at different vintage points or or uh, adapt perspectives and that's one thing we were just talking about because if you're always in a position where you're always right you will never be able to get it right if you're wrong exactly and, you know, exactly so. exactly and wait a minute tara said yes preach girl well said <laughs> hey tara. Welcome, tara yes i love it when tara comes in absolutely yes that was most definitely well said mm -hmm. like that's something that we do a lot on Red Wine Conversations is yeah. we're all about self-reflection and looking at different perspectives and learning from those things. Right. And like you have to be open to seeing it a different way because a lot of times people can take a failure and be like, oh man, and let them get it down and you know, now they want to give up as opposed to, okay, let me look at this from a different viewpoint. That, that was a stepping stone for me. That was a learning curve and so now I here's what I gained from this and so now I'm gonna move forward and I can apply what I've learned from this failure to my next venture. Yeah yeah what I've learned is if your mouth is constantly you know I'm sorry <laughs> what it's gotta be there. this fool Eric has Told come you. on <laughs> Eric said Rick doesn't look comfortable in that chair <laughs> I'm so done, Eric. I do not have time. I do not have time. I don't have time. I'm stuffed in here. Don't even do me, Rick. You have sat in them chairs before. Don't even do me before. He went straight to that chair, so you would think he would be the most comfortable right now. No, no. Let me see. Here we go again. We have to, we have to talk about this freaking chair. And I think it's really all my fault. Mm -hmm. So this chair that I'm sitting in, 
I actually ordered four chairs to go in here. I ordered two red and two gray. But after I ordered them, I realized that they were going to be way too big for the mm. space. So I sent two of them back. I kept a gray one that's in my guest bedroom, and I sent the other two back. Well, Rick and I did a show where I had the one red and the gray chair in here, mm -hmm. and he was sitting in the gray chair. And so mm. I made the mistake of saying to him that I thought he looked sexy sitting in the gray chair. Ah. Then I started getting comments from other women about how sexy pretty Ricky looks in the chair. <laughs> so now all I hear is about how comfortable, uncomfortable he is because he wants his chair back. Lord, he wants them comments still rolling. So I can't get them deal. comments rolling, ladies. Oh get them goodness. comments rolling. I even had, even Tara just said, it's, it's my fault. Yes. I even had one person talking about they were going to start a petition. I said, whoever it was, my girl Tamika said she was going to start a petition and try to get signatures to force me to keep the chair. She was like, girl, I watched that show two times. I don't know if it was just that good, but it was pretty Ricky in that chair. And I was like, Lord, have mercy. So I should have never but told her. I'm kind of going to go back and look for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. She's blocking all of Look, we going to sip to that. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. So now him and Eric, I'm blocking and because I, I won't <laughs> let him sit in his chair. So that's why, you know, we get the, he look on Like, I'm not going to deal with them and the chair. You know what? I have my mom's Robbie blocking. Um, whenever my husband is looking too good in Southern Flair, every time somebody order a hookah, I give it to him to make. So he's staying back. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> It was good though. He gonna be like, mm -hmm. that's what you get out. Look, yeah. watch. He ain't gonna make no more. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was like, I know why you sending me to the back. I'm not going to the back. No more. Make no more. No, I'm not fooling with uh, with Rick in that chair. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have time to deal with Rick in this chair. The chair's not coming back. I've ordered two chairs that are coming that should fit nicely in this in this space. Okay. I'm gonna take the love seat out and put two chairs in, and he'll get to sit in one of those chairs, which will be more comfortable. He can still be sexy in one of those <laughs> chairs. Like, like I got a feeling I'm gonna start getting hate mail. Please put uh, Rick back in the chair. Like, people. See, Eric told you today. God, don't get me started on it. We need to give pretty Ricky back the nice chair. He's not gonna get he's gonna get a chair. It's just not gonna be it's just not gonna be that chair. Okay. Me and Eric on the love seat. First of all, it's it's called a love seat. Me and him sit we all tight away from each other. But they did look so uncomfortable on their we couch were, we were together. Like, oh, man. I'm, I'm, I will. Yes, I was like, right. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they did. They did not look good um, wow. on that on that seat. I have to admit it. Which is why, which is why, I have ordered two new chairs so that you guys they're coming. Time, right, they're two new chairs. They're two, coming. Two new chairs are coming so that y'all don't have to sit on 
the love seat. Yeah. I didn't even try to make you sit on the love seat. We love that one. Yeah. We sit over that. We don't set you up your own camera. Let you sit over there got, in the chair. I got my own camera today. Yes, you got your own <laughs> camera today. Good. I, I see you. He spoiled. It's my fault. I spoiled. But that's a good thing, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't. Know. I do my best to spoil mine. I mean, you know what? I, I have to beat him to him spoiling himself, though. He is so good at spoiling his. I gotta like anticipate, you know, wants versus needs. Uh, I know, see. That goes back to listening. Remember what that's I was talking about? That's a woman who listens to her man. So she trying. You ain't got to tell me. I'm listening. So I can kiss you know, it's almost head. like a man when they want to open a door for you, you have to anticipate them opening that door so you're half a step behind them so they can get there just in time. You know, that's how I gotta be. I gotta be just as you want your coffee, baby. Same you know, you got the wrong with got that. your slippers. You know, you gotta right before he think he need you. Think, you know what? I do want some coffee. I do need my slippers. Same. You know, same. Okay. that's same. our job. Didn't I tell y'all that I said <laughs> that is our job. By lunchtime, I got a lunch date waiting care. on me. Baby, you ain't ate yet. Let me let me meet you at so and so. Let's get some Same. lunch. Okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, After stepping in, I one hundred percent believe in catering to your man. Absolutely. If I had one, I cater to him, but I ain't got one right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm single. But you know what? Let me stop. Let me stop because I'm not looking for a relationship. So let me stop. Let me stop. Let me because I don't even want to put that out there. Somebody going to be like, I'm about to say your DM about the pop. <laughs> no, that DM no. about the boom, boom, boom. No, I'm not even looking for a relationship. So let me not even put that out there. I'm not looking for one. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, let's get back because we show got off. Yeah. We got okay. way off track because Rick and that damn chair. I let Eric come in to distract me. So, but let's get back back to you and your journey because now which. Which one did you start first, the cigar lounge or? Well, so I was a business consultant um, before we even thought about a co-working space or cigar lounge or anything. Um, if we want to, you know, start from the beginning, it's more of a love story than it is like an entrepreneurial journey. That's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did meet my husband in the cigar lounge right as the pandemic was about to, you know, come in place. And um, our conversation, we're just getting to know each other was, you know, what you do. And I was like, well, you know, I, I just started a, a full-time consulting firm mm -hmm. and I helped, you know, people, you know, create income producing assets through entrepreneurship. Okay. Um, so I help you to, you know, generate cash flow, you know, through starting a business. He was like, oh, that's, you know, kind of dope because I'm thinking about, thinking about starting, you know, or, or opening my own cigar lounge. Okay. And so that was the very like first part of this seed that was planted was right. in the first conversation we ever had. And then uh, we went on a date and then following that date, we sat down and discussed, let's just write a business plan and see what, you know, my market research tells you as far as where's a good place to, you know, set roots, you know, mm -hmm. that means, you know, invest in a, in a property. Um, and, uh, when it's a good, you know, time to start. And so my market research told me somewhere way other than Smyrna, and we need to start thinking about opening in like 2022, 2023. That's what my market research told me. Cause there's no case study for 
a pandemic. I think the last yes, pandemic was already yes. a hundred years ago, and I couldn't find a case study on how do you open up a business when everything's been shut down. It's just never happened before. Absolutely. But what I also found is the price per square foot at that time was just ridiculously yes. cheap. Yes. And so I know real estate, so I'm like, uh, we may need to get the property now and just buy and hold until the right time, you know, or maybe this would be a good time for us to, you know, invest and at least set roots since we do, you know, have the backing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, between us two to do it. If worst case scenario, we just be sitting on it for 18 months and when the market finally turned, we're in a better place than most people just starting. Right. That's so true. that was our that was our model. We just gonna buy and hold. But um as I began to market the brand, we built a little following. And what we found is uh people's interested in a culture that's never smoked a cigar before. So we created our own market in our own backyard. And it's been an amazing journey. I mean the success we've had mm -hmm. has been a surprise every time. Now, I'm not saying we've hit our goal or hit our KPI, you know, every month. But what I am telling you is the growth that we have is superseding our expectations. And we're thrilled about that because now that's opened us to, you know, the co-working space, a winery, you know, different things that um, our passion projects but are definitely, you know, becoming, you know, revenue producing businesses, which is something to be proud of. Yeah. 100% that's something to be proud yeah. of. Yeah. And it's something that you really, um, you're starting to see more of, but you really didn't used to see a lot in the African-American community. Yeah. It's yeah. us investing in businesses and, and different ventures and, and growth. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I see that, that turnaround. Right. And, and that we're doing more of those things now and investing in ourselves mm -hmm. and creating that legacy to be passed down. Right. Because, right. you know, so often we've all been put in those positions, you know, you trying to bail them out when they go on there, you trying to pay bills, you got to put them in the ground, mm -hmm. all of these things. Yeah. Instead of building some generational wealth and things that can be passed down from, you know, from legacy to legacy that can grow. Right. But it's really simple. If you want to know the trends of the generation to come, look 100 years in the rear. And that's going to tell you exactly what's happening. People are making financial decisions based on trends from 80 years ago. Um, you know, the generation before me were uh, the baby boomers. You know, the, the, my parents are baby boomers and they were hardworking. Uh, I think they made more money in that generation than any other generation before or even after. Um, the millennials are going to be the first generation to not out earn their parents, which is kind of scary. Um, so what's that teaching the millennials, though? It's teaching the millennials how to um, appreciate the dollar more than you know than i think what is the generation x that never had a bad is it x i'm not an x I, i'm on i'm on the line you're i'm 69 line? i'm on the line yeah you are yeah you are on the line so generation x lived in the most abundant period you know in the nation um history so they don't really know struggle like they the don't. baby boomers or the baby boomers parents no mm -hmm. struggle so they they heard it 
and they learned about it, but they never experienced it. So they spent, 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 spent. These millennials, they see how hard it is to buy a house. They see how hard it is to compete for a higher wage job. So they're saving more, which is why all of a sudden all these entrepreneurial, um, you know, ventures are popping up out of nowhere because people got the money to seed it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they just do in ways that the generation before just didn't have it like that. That is, a, And that's so if you ever want to look at what are the times to come, look, a hundred years in the rear and you'll see I've what that, that generation before. is going to mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. Just before. it's just what goes around comes around. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you're absolutely right. You can see uh, the change in the economy and, and the, you know, like yeah. you, every time you look up, there's a new venture. And then with, with social media, mm-hmm. like there's endless possibilities. Really yeah, bad. at your fingertips. It, it's it's really how well is your imagination? How good is your imagination? There you go. What, what do you want to do? Yeah. I, I mean, you can literally do just about anything nowadays through, through social media and yeah. remote. Yeah. And, you know, relationships is the bridge to scalability of your business. And what I mean by that is... You know, if you're making a hundred dollars on a product or a sale, you know, relationships or partnerships can be the difference of a hundred dollars to a million dollars. It's partnerships that add zeros to your income. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people want to say, you know, why are you so quote unquote successful now? It's because of the equity within the relationships I've built that have now added zeros to the income that I was already making before. So I'm doing the same thing. I've always been doing it. It's just maximized or scaled now because of my reach. And mm-hmm. that's the true scalability or equity of your business. Absolutely. How far, how wide, how deep is your reach? Not how much money you got, not how much clout you got. None of that stuff really Absolutely. matters. Because the truth be told, you know, tomorrow we got an event. It's called Steak and Soul Dinner Show. Uh, it sells out every month. It don't sell out on accident. It's because I have connections with people that can get the word out and I get the tickets sold, you know, two weeks before it's even, you know, started. That is, that That's not true. on accident. It's just I true. understand the power of partnerships. And you got to, you know, mix yourself with people that are better than you at the things you need. You know? Absolutely. And let them be great in your presence. Absolutely. That's when you get stuff done. Absolutely. Okay, so that the ticket you're talking about, what's this show called? Oh, uh, so I wasn't trying to promote, I'm sorry, but since you asked, yeah, let me I mean, sit on that first. Yeah. <laughs> I already got my so, ticket. Yeah, she already got she got her ticket weeks ago. She good. Yeah, I already got my ticket. But, I didn't bother to get you there because you know how you are. <laughs> so when we started the cigar lounge, um my promotion strategy was built around events. That is going to brand, you know, our, our our logo in the, you know, in the brains of people. So whenever they think of a place for a good conversation, a good mm-hmm. glass of wine, or, you know, even a nice cigar, they'll think of us in the conversation, Southern Flair. So I decided to do a dinner show. It's called Steak and Soul Dinner Show. And it's kind of inspired by the General Jackson so, you know, when you buy tickets to the General Jackson, you know it's about to be an experience, yeah. right? Yeah, and what I wanted to create was an experience around the music that we like, good food, 
you know, in an amazing lounge experience. So it's something that I put on once a month and it's just an opportunity for us to get dressed up, look nice, enjoy our stuff the way we, you know, want to enjoy it. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And people come from all over. So <clears throat> now it's like every month I got to make it better than the last. Because uh, people actually fly in now for it. Okay. So it's like, whoa, you flying in. Okay, I need to step it up. So um, we're, we got chef-driven, you know, food. And we sell out every event now, which is pretty cool. Um, and every month we try to think of a way to enhance the lounge experience. So even if you were here the last month, it's still like, wow, okay. You know, okay. this is okay. They stepping it so. You I don't can't wait get to get the lounge show. experience. I yes. like a nice cigar. You know, and yeah. sit back and chill. Mm -hmm. So I, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, and we got Will right. Davenport this mm -hmm. month, so we've had oh. him before, and he is just a cool dude. Just I, got a nice little jazz vibe. I, I and, am so I'm you know, there for it. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna figure out what I'm gonna get cute in. Find me an outfit. <laughs> I'll be there next week. Cute. I, I ain't even gonna tell you. I'm not even fooling no, with you. I'm, I'm gonna keep blocking. I'm, I'm blocking. You know what I'm saying? Keep <laughs> on staying in that chair. Right. <laughs> blocking. You don't get to go. I'll be there next week. Okay. Whatever. I ain't thinking about you. But that's that is that is great. <clears throat> you. I mean, something you said about your reach and partnership. I think a lot of people miss and they don't understand the necessity of nurturing a partnership mm -hmm. and it is definitely about a give and take when right. you say it's a partnership it's not because I can't tell you how many times and it always irritates me that all the time when I see somebody who has started a business or they're doing something and you see they come on Facebook or whatever and they complain about family friends not supporting mm -hmm. them well, baby, that's not their job. This is your venture. You started it. Right. And if you want me to support you, you got to give me a reason. There you go. Support you. And There's sometimes people don't even ask. Just ask. <laughs> there it is. Just pick up the phone. Don't text. Don't Facebook. There, like, there don't Facebook go. and tag people and expect for them to feel included. You know? Exactly. Exactly. You literally got to call them have to and ask it. them. Yeah. You know? And you can't just expect just because I'm your friend yeah. and you decided. And then you mad at me because, well, honey. Well, what do you do when your experience wasn't a good one? Oh, I've had that I happen just, several times. And I just, I, I just. You know, I hate when they, okay, I'm going to give you my money, but you're going to give me second rate uh, service. So you just be on, like, okay. Feedback is what allows someone to grow. So this is what I tell my employees, right? If you have some criticism about the process or the policies, I want that. Or even my leadership, I need that. That's what makes me better. Actually, that's my return on your hourly wage. That's my return on, on my investment in you every mm -hmm. single hour is for you to find those weak points that I think I'm good at hiding, but you tell me, no, you're not. That's, that's my yeah. return on my investment. Yeah. So how dare you withhold me of what I'm expecting out of you? Exactly. You know, but you have to 
um, be okay with initiating difficult conversations. That's what CEOs do for a living. All they do is initiate uncomfortable situations for others to grow because of them. If you're able to do that, you can change the world however you want it to be. Not everybody is into making those, uh, into having those uncomfortable conversations. Well, have a conversation with me. I'm gonna teach you real quick yeah. how to have an uncomfortable conversation with somebody. And I don't mind having an uncomfortable <laughs> conversation. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me. Now, what I did learn about myself is that when I am having those uncomfortable conversations, I have to learn to be more open. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is I tend to set, shut the other person down because my body language and, and demeanor mm -hmm. comes off aggressive. Yeah. Right. And even when I think I'm being, I'd be like, ooh, I, I thought I was being so sweet. And then yeah. they sit up there like, ooh, good God. And I'd be like, dang. So I had to learn to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. So I don't have an issue with having the conversation, but I have to be aware of how that conversation is affecting the right. person because I want us to be able to communicate. And if my body language is shutting me down, then I'm not going to get anything out of you. Right. So that's something I had to learn about myself. Yeah. And so a lot of times people are like, it's me. You just have to accept. No, mm -hmm. no. I'm working on that now because the it just depends on who it is with the uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. Like coworkers, I'm not even bothered at all having that conversation with them. Right. But somebody I am with or interested I keep in moving this damn ball. It, it gets it gets kind of yeah. And I, I tend to shut down. But since I've been on what's this? My self-reflection journey. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I'm starting to open up a little bit. Well I can tell you this being <clears throat> raised by a pastor and that's all he does is initiate difficult conversations. A man in a room, well, I'll say this, a man among men is one that is able to do that because this is what it does. Um, it allows the other person to be in a position where they're, they're, they're giving. Whoever's asking the questions is the one in control of the conversation, not the one doing all the talking. Not the one doing all the talking. Mm -hmm. The one that is asking the questions because they are getting exactly what they want out of it, mm -hmm. which either is change or a resolute, right? right? Yeah. And the person on the other side is more emotional because yeah. they're talking, 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 talking. But when you can sit resolved and know that you're in control because you are asking all the questions, that's when you change somebody's mind about who you are in a second, in a heartbeat, you know? And that's how I have a, a difficult conversation. I don't just, I don't make a statement. I don't even give an opinion. I just ask them, tell me, you know, your opinion about X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I'll let them I come that all to the time. it. And, and then we go from there. And all I'm doing is asking questions and it's them who is, basically <laughs> doing because the work the question, for me. The question is forcing them to think about themselves. Right, right, right. You and then, tell me. I'm not going to tell you. You tell, you me. tell me. You tell me. You know? And uh, if I'm good enough as a leader, I won't have to tell you where you mess up. You my know. influence will, will perceive me, you know, in my absence, and you will catch yourself because mm -hmm. you are scared of what could possibly happen 
if I know. have to do it. Yeah. Right, which ultimately means I just make you uncomfortable to the point where you can't even be in my presence. Yeah. You know? Especially if you know you're doing wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. You know you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like that. And you tell on yourself yeah. by the way that you... Uh, and that's and, and you know there's no right or wrong it just is mm -hmm. and what is is I'm not going nowhere so somebody got to go yeah and I'm gonna sip to that listen <laughs> when I which something I learned about myself and I've said it on the show before I don't need to be in management I don't have a personality for management <laughs> I'm, I'm make a good manager no 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 <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm, I'm great. I'm great as a consultant. Okay. I'm the type of you. You bring me in. I I can go through whatever, and I'm gonna come out and give you a good game plan on how to some changes or whatever that you need to make it. Up. But as far as managing people, it's not. My it does time. take a skill, and it's a skill I had to learn. It's like not, hands on. It's not who I am. Right. I I, I can't do it. Like in this setting, like I talk about that personality test all the time that I, I took at HCA, the true colors. Mm -hmm. And when I did my personality test, really, you, you think I'm bipolar because yeah. I had one side of me, the orange side, which is the happy go lucky life of the party, mm -hmm. always ready to have a good time. Over here to my green side, that is that comes off as you know condescending and just arrogant and so aggressive and just blunt straightforward which is who I am at work I'm that way all day long at work but I prefer to sit in my orange side I don't like being green I don't even like myself when I'm green yeah so I try to avoid that green and management puts me in my green and that's what I don't like See, I, I can't think, be an orange manager. I think that that is you exercising outside of your comfort zone. And people don't realize this, but everything that you want and have yet to obtain is there. Mm -mm. She <laughs> said, mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> No, ma'am. I'm green all day long. Been there, done that. No, no ma'am. No, no ma'am. Not well, then you are in a good space then. I, I You're in a place most people are still aspiring to be. I am exactly where I want to be. I am orange when I... And I had to talk to myself about it because my current position, I feel like I can do more. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, girl, you work from home. Like, your manager cool. Like, you comfortable. You don't shut up. And sit your ass down somewhere <laughs> and be happy. Right. And so I said, you know what, self, you absolutely right. But you know what? That's that's wisdom because a good friend of mine told me, lovely, I see all that you're aspiring to do, but make sure you understand the risk of what you could lose in the process of gaining whatever that is. Oh, that's and it sounds like you just had that conversation with oh, yourself. Okay. You realize that as much. You know, this bucket can hold yep. that I don't want that bottom to don't give out, it. so I'm good. That, that's wisdom, it. boo. I tell people that I'm, that's I'm wisdom. Good. I'm good. Yeah? I'm absolutely good where I'm at, which is why I was yeah. saying with the show, when, yeah. when, when yeah. Ed was asking me, he was like, what's your goal? I don't have a goal for the show. 
Yeah. I enjoy, I like to get up on Friday and know that I'm coming on at eight o'clock and I'm going to get to talk to people and they're going to listen and we're going to chit chat back and forth. And, and that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I feel like if I set a goal, then I'm focused on that goal yeah. as opposed to me being focused on being happy. Well, I definitely see that orange all over you. I'm orange all day long when I do red wine conversations. <laughs> Unless I got somebody on here acting a fool, then I will jump into my grave. Yeah. But <laughs> I've only had that once or twice. Yeah, and I had to shut him down real quick. Like, ooh, baby, no, we don't do that on Red Wine Conversation. That's not who we are. Like, this is a space where we come in and we have grown folk conversation. And we're able to talk and share each other's right. opinions and perspectives. And like you said earlier, it's not about right or wrong. Not at all. It's about understanding that other person's perspective because you may learn something that you right. didn't know mm-hmm. prior to. Mm-hmm. So same thing in business. When you, you fail, you learn something. Yeah. In, in listening to other people's perspectives, it may have been a situ- similar situation that you had that you failed in. Yeah. Until that person gave you that perspective. You know, oh. Now I see where I did wrong. I didn't understand that misstep. Before. You just gave me a perspective in something that you just said. I don't know why, but we were talking about failure. Mm-hmm. I just thought sometimes things that hasn't been manifested aren't failures. It's just unwritten chapters Always. that you just got to circle back to. Once Always. you once you get the jewels you need out of life, come back to it. You come back to it. Yeah, come back to it. Mm-hmm. When I tell you. We just talked about the show and how I got here to the show. That's basically what I did. I went all the way around the bush doing everybody else's show. And all these people kept saying, every time I did somebody's show, you need your own show. Mm-hmm. No. I go do somebody. You need your own show. No. And so finally, until I got to Brown Brothers and they was like, no, we're kicking you off the ledge. <laughs> you need your own show. And so when Joy and Richard kicked me off the ledge, you know, who who knew that this was going to be such a passion for me right. and, and something that I would enjoy uh, doing. And I come on here and I'm 100% me. It's not like I got to come on here and I'm pretending to be somebody else. And then when folks see me out, they be like, oh, girl, no, what you see is what you get. Well, I can tell you because um, I think I've seen you once before today. Did we see each other before? I don't know. So you look real familiar. So I was like, oh, okay, I know Karen. But seeing you today, I'm like, oh, I'm I don't know why we didn't do this before. But I guess everything happens like like we say in this time and season. Mm-hmm. But um I am so glad that you were obedient to to that because you just never know how this is gonna affect something else, something else, something else. Uh even if the blessing isn't necessarily yours you just have no idea how you can change somebody's life for the better you know in the future because of your obedience today um that's that is what the show is all about is opening up people's minds and personal growth there you go because if you can't be open like you said your cup Mm -hmm. already full i can't put nothing in it right i can't help you if your cup is already full and you telling me i know i know i know i know because mm-hmm. I love it when I sit down and people have conversations they be telling me something and I'll hear them say something and they don't even realize it or they'll be complaining about something and I was like can I give you and I always say that can I give you another perspective 
But you know, that is easy said, done hard. And that's a quote that my husband always yes. says. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, you know, women were in this revolution where, you know, independency is like everything. But what I've learned is if I want to share my life, you know, with, with a man, uh, I have to allow him to be one in my presence. And a lot of times that takes me being vulnerable and allowing him to do things for me that I really feel is beneath me to ask for because I could just do it myself, but it's everything to him, you know? We talk about this all the time. You know, like for instance, no. grocery shopping. I got money. I can go grocery shopping. But I ask him, hey, hon, do you mind, you know, getting this off the account? I need to go get XYZ. It's just something about that that makes him feel like, my man, That's you know, <laughs> you got to let them do their job and even open up the door. I can't open my own door, but I have to slow down and sometimes put myself in a place of extreme vulnerability, which is not comfortable. So he can feel like the man he is in my presence. Absolutely. That's a skill, y'all. That's a skill. Absolutely. That's a skill. A lot of people don't realize that. A lot of women mm -hmm. don't realize that. But here's... yeah, I'm going to give you a different perspective on that. And I actually do agree with mm -hmm. your perspective. I say that all the time on yeah. the show. But oftentimes, because I'm, I'm viewed as such an independent woman, <laughs> most men don't... don't even, they couldn't even fathom the fact of me allowing them to be a man in their presence. And I'm like, what I say all the time, I'm looking for a man to come in and take care of me. Like, they y'all got me confused. Like, <laughs> I am ready. There's plenty of stuff that I do that I'll be more than happy. But here he you go. Have at it. But I, I get it. I put off such an air of independence. Mm -hmm. But it is, it, it's just who I am. But, you know, when I was single, I did too. You know, and it, and really, it's just a guard. If we really want, now it's, for it's, me it it's, was. Yeah, for me, it, it was. Not me. I don't it's, need it's, anybody. It's, you know, oh, I, no, I ain't never said I don't need anybody. <laughs> I'm good, you know. <laughs> and, and and I think for for me it was, you know, uh, I wanted to know that if all else fails, I have myself. Now you that know? is a feeling you should. Every woman, I have every man, myself. every whoever should definitely have. Right, and so when I was single. It was very different. Like, I would give men the impossible to take care of. They'd be like, I'm giving you the impossible because I can do all this other stuff. But what I found is if I give them the little stuff, the impossible is possible. And so I was like, okay. So, but it takes the right one to come around. And, it absolutely and does. It, it absolutely you know, does so, take the right one because you cannot. You cannot submit to everyone. No, no. And and, and I even mentioned no. that on uh, I'm my, drinking modern, that. my modern male show where, you know, we got a lot of men claiming to be men who really aren't men and wow. don't have an understanding of what it is to be a man. And that example right. of that good man is slowly dying. Yes. And I still, I keep saying that I'm going to have to do the modern woman show. And that's because, so unfortunate because there are some beautiful women that deserve that. But here's, see, don't make me get off track. <laughs> it's a vicious cycle because here's the problem. Okay. And this, this is just my perspective of what I feel the issue is. 
we have so many single mothers mm -hmm. raising boys mm -hmm. without that positive male role model yeah. in their life. Now, I'm not saying that a single mother is not capable right. of raising a good man. Yes. Not what I'm saying at all. Cars are definitely stacked. Right. But it is most definitely a struggle without one. But I've most definitely seen it done on, on several right, cases. The, um, right. And I've, I've been in households where there was a strong man, <laughs> but, you know, the fruit still was rotten. <laughs> you know, well, so. and see, what happens is we talk about growing up in dysfunction. Mm -hmm. You don't know it's dysfunction is normal to you because it's all you've ever known. Right. You have these single, emotional, bitter mothers who are angry at these no good fathers and they're putting that onto the children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so one of the things that I cannot stand, whoo, and it kills me every time I see it, mm -hmm. is when I see a single mother and they post about their son and he's the hit king, he did the king of the household. He's no, that's not his job. Yeah. No. That's he's not your man. No. You can't put that on him. That's not his duty. Your job is to raise him. He ain't raising and protecting you. Your job is to raise him. Mm -hmm. But they're putting that, all of their insecurity, their bitterness, and they are producing these men who are not capable of being a man. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And until we learn to break that cycle, and figure it out because with the emergence of social media things are going mm -hmm. left real quick real quick yeah real quick because people are out here doing any and everything but they 15 minutes of fame wow times are changing but i got way off track y'all done got me on another <laughs> soapbox y'all know how this i am good stuff, when though. i get on when i get on my soapbox i ain't gonna get on my soapbox but I have I've got to do that modern woman show because women are the key. We are the key to the change. And you know, this isn't just a modern woman issue. I've been hearing this since I was a kid. Yeah, but it's getting it's getting worse. Yeah. Um, it, it's, sure. it's, it's, it's getting worse because each generation is producing something different. And it's it's until the cycle breaks, it's it's, it's getting worse. Well, let me worse. ask y'all a question then. Can mm -hmm. I like, let me ask pretty rich? Yeah, go ahead. What a good what a good man at then. <laughs> They're out there. Mm -hmm. it, this is gonna sound really messed up. They have too many options. True. Yeah. And, and that you it's men, and if you a decent dude. You have a lot of options. Have a lot. I I can second that on the other mm -hmm. flip side of you know I'm you know newlywed so I I definitely especially here in Nashville you know um, oh, it's everywhere you know there's it's a everywhere. lot of beautiful successful yeah. uh, very emotionally intelligent women that are on you know they stuff mm -hmm. and so if you. I'm going to say this from my perspective. If if you are in a situation where you can't find that one, you may need to step it up in Nashville because they, you're right. I mean, it is a lot of, 
amazing women out there. It 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 is. It's a lot of good women. It, it's it's some good men out there as well. Finding them can be difficult. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we may and we we talk about that too. About are we blocking our blessings and dismissing? Because sometimes <laughs> it might be he might be a good one or she might be a good one, but it might be that one little thing you'd be like. Mm-mm. Mm, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna let that go. I'm because I, I say it all the time. I do it all the time. I am so at my age, at 52 years old. I am so set in my ways. Mm-hmm. There's some things that you can't do, and one of them is to come over here and disturb my peace. You cannot mm-hmm. upset my peace. You cannot bring in that unnecessary drama. I'm not having it. We're not doing that. Oh, see, yet. if 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 my husband felt that way, we would not be married. <laughs> Ooh, I can't. Hey. Because let me well, let me just say this. What I've learned is when you share your your space with somebody, they're gonna uh, they're gonna interrupt that piece every now and then. What I mean is, they're one day they're needy and one day they're not, and you have. I've learned with mine, I gotta learn to move with him and find and find my center sometimes in the midst of chaos. And and, and starting these businesses was was that chaos. We had to create moments of centeredness in the middle of building out something that we didn't see an end to. Like sometimes, like having conversations like this, we just have a moment mm-hmm. to just take pause because something has it you know, interrupted my peace, you just need to have that moment together. Because sometimes that person is the one interrupting that peace. You still got to love them. You still got to see the best in them. That is very true. And it really depends on who the person is for me. And this is when I realized I was in love. I realized I was in love when I was able to sometimes sacrifice that peace for the sake of his. And when I found that he did it for me, like I did it for him, that's when I realized I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, because it has to be reciprocal. And Ever. a lot of times it's not, which is why most men, the women are willing to do any and everything yeah. to get a man. They really don't care. Mm-hmm. Whatever he wants. And then if you a good one, and see, and we've had this conversation and we ain't going to get on the soapbox because... yeah. Rick's issue is he too good. He go in paying bills and shit. Then they're trying to lock him down and then they get mad when he say he don't want to. Well, if you shit. paying bills, <laughs> we together. <laughs> if, if, if you do certain stuff, let me tell y'all something. Audience, audience, if there's certain stuff that if you do it, we together. We together. He did X, Y, Z together. I'm just, I'm over. That ring is cut. We together. No, we together. See, that's the problem. Listen, it's the young girls. Excuse me, young women. I'm way too, way too old for that. I'm probably their daddy's age, and they just, they don't care. I do. I don't want, I don't like young girls. But young, the young men don't care either. I get hit on all the time by these little boys. I'd be like, boy, ain't that. That kid's your age. I'll get on about my face. I'll be like, I'll mess around and destroy your life. You don't. Know, LA said, yeah, because you're going to confuse them coming in paying bills and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's telling me. That's LA a... said, there's plenty of good men. Y'all don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> I, want 
I want me a good one. I just don't want a relationship. Okay. I I I, 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 I get it. You hey, I, you know I get it. Well, I mean, I've been and I talk about it all the time on the show. I use friends with benefits. What's that? A friends uh, with benefits. And I'm and I'm for real. Like I'm not green, but I've been married almost my whole entire adult life. Oh, so oh, I've so never had, had but a friend with my benefits. marriage. I, I have not been in a relationship since since I divorced. And I have used strictly friends with benefits. So, so what's that? Is it like an understanding? Is it, it is a most definitely understanding that neither one of us are looking for a relationship. Okay. Now there's a difference, and I did a whole show on friends with benefits. <laughs> there's a difference between a fuck buddy yeah. and a friends with benefits. Okay, because that's what I was thinking. Like you. No, fuck buddies is hey, I'm in the mood. I'm I'm gonna pick up the phone and call you. Hey, what you doing? I'm gonna swing by. We go. Friends with benefits. You have to actually be friends. That's somebody you you can pick up the phone and y'all chit chat, y'all talk, y'all conversate. Like I travel, I've traveled with friends. We go out, got we it. Do those the same thing that you would do got with it. a friend? Yeah, it's friend. But the benefit is that we have sex, but it's a mutual understanding. Okay. There's no me thinking that old somewhere down the road he gonna change his mind or or, or vice versa. It is what it is. Oh, I'm glad I'm snatched because I would have had my heart broke a few times. <laughs> it, you know what? It is, not, it is not, not for everybody. For everybody, right? Because yes. I am a goal-oriented yeah. person. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. is this going? Yeah. Like yeah. even after marriage, I got plans and goals, and and I literally <laughs> and I and I had to to tell this to a guy because I said to him, "No, I'm I'm looking for a friend with benefits. I feel like you're looking for something different just in the conversation." And he was trying to convince me, "Oh, no, 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 no. I'm I'm good." But I was like, "No. No. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not the one for you." And he was like, "Well, let's just see where it goes." That's what I'm telling you. It's not going to go anywhere with me. So you, I don't want you to waste your time. There's no let's get in and see. There's no see. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you now, you you're not gonna change my mind. And there's, there's nothing that's gonna. Can you, let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about him not changing your mind, because a lot of times, what I found with women is we think we special. We don't want to change somebody. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, a frog is a frog is a frog is yep. a frog. I they hop in today and they gonna jump tomorrow. Rather you what are amazing you or not, mm -hmm. or you cannot change a frog. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? I've learned that, you know, where That's somebody came with me with good intentions and they painted a picture and this, that, and the third. And, and I saw the signs, but I thought, you know what? Because I'm giving him this opportunity, he's gonna change from he's gonna be mm -hmm. the better. Mm -hmm. No, they're not. No, they're not. I say it all the time when a man tell you his truth, believe him. Yeah. Believe him. Don't go in thinking that you're about to change him because all you're no. going to do is upset yourself. No. And he's going to look at you and be like, but I told you. Yeah. And but you did. You paid bills. <laughs> yeah, but I told you that I didn't want a relationship. Yeah. I Just because I came yeah. in and paid bills. I knew you needed it. And this one it. time, though. <laughs> she may have needed a couple more times. But that's just how I am. Yeah. It, it is who he is. Like the last friend that I had, he was like that. He would do stuff that other people would take as, oh, that's your boyfriend? No. Mm -hmm. 
he's he's not my boyfriend. Like he do stuff for my kids. He like take care of things. If I need something to take care of, I pick a phone call, say, hey, can you come over here and take mm-hmm. care of this? But that wasn't my boyfriend. That wasn't my man. We were just friends. And friends do things for each other. Right. And As so they should. Exactly. And that's what I always say to people like, okay, but if let's just say it was your girlfriend and it wasn't a man, but it was your girlfriend. You'd be okay if your girlfriend, if that's what she did, right. she came over here and took care of something for you. But I think a lot of times that go back into that male role model. A lot of us don't have a good examples of a man showing you affection. True. Yeah. You know, saying versus intimacy, True. two different things. True. A man can show genuine interest in you or genuine care and not be sexually, Absolutely. you know, what I'm saying attracted to you. A lot of women lose their mind in the presence of a true gentleman because they don't know the difference between intimacy and <clears throat> and just genuine interest in you yes. as a person. Yes. And yes. and let's be honest, while we're talking about you know good man is a dying breed, a true lady who mm. understands what a gentleman is, they die <laughs> too. You Which is why I got to do that modern woman show. Yeah. It, it, times have changed. Yeah. Social media and the definition of what it is to be a woman yeah. has definitely changed. Yeah. That That female revolution and we have the right to do whatever we want to. Yeah. And it's our bodies and we can show it if we want to show it. And, and we have to have that freedom has been taken way too far. So mm. you, I'm seeing you on social media. I see you all. I see his ass pictures, this and that. So I'm already in my mind, I'm going to come at you just like I see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and, what they miss. They they think it because society has told them it's okay. Yeah. You want to get on here and show your ass, shake your booty, and do splits and yeah. flip upside down for likes and mm-hmm. comments, and 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 hopefully you can get some sponsorship and make you a little money. That's fine. You want to do that, do that. Yeah. But then when a man come at you sideways, because they think, hey, you putting it out there, so let me come and see if I can get it. Right. You can't be upset about that. Yeah. It comes with the territory. You can't say, hey, look at me. I'm sexy. Look at my ass bounce and then be offended when they come at you for sex. That's what I don't understand. Well, I mean, personal integrity, I think it's a cornerstone. We love personal integrity. Yeah, our human existence is, you know, is our, our personal integrity, you know, and when you compromise that for the sake of a circumstance, the circumstance could be financial, it could be emotional, it could be per, you know professional, it could be whatever advancement you're you're seeking. Um, you leave a piece of yourself back there, and the only way to get it back is if you go back and get it. And you can't move back. on thinking you're gonna pick up that piece you lost in the future. It don't work that way. My problem is they're not trying to go back and pick up anything. They're teaching the next generation how to do the same thing. Like, how many times do you see them with the kids in the video? I'm grooming my child to do the same thing. And I can't stand it when I'm with the little kids dropping it. And and that just hurts my soul. I love the cute little baby dances. They get a little rock. And that little girl, when she be be getting it, that little girl be 
get it. I love it. It brings joy to my heart every time I see her. She's so she chubby like, and cute, yeah. and she be getting it. She just be, and it just warms my heart. I love those. Yeah. But when I see those with the little kids doing them, but you got to think, especially in, like it's a cultural thing. It like, is in the islands. You know, um, being overly um, sexual at a young age is a part of the culture. You know, so they dance, their dance, I 100%, most of the time in the Caribbean, their dance is a sexual dance, but it's different. But they don't see it that way. It's not like they, they don't see it. They don't take it as we, as we do. Because I went to the Bahamas and watched them do it. And I was like, look, I can't dance like that with somebody. Yeah, they, yeah. Hey, something's gonna jump off. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's different. Just, it's just it's just everyday thing. Like mm -hmm. I grew up in Chicago and they call it uh twerking now. We call it popping back then. And I'm seeing somebody on social media can't relate to that, but we call it popping. And you don't pop with somebody you're not, you know, attracted to. And so if a guy decides he wanna pop with you, then that means okay, he he digging you. You know, yeah, and so see, and that's the difference. But I guess in the Caribbean, you they just, just dance. Why you know, whoever? Yeah, they they just dance. That's like and if you a good dance. dancer, they coming over yeah. to dance with you if you a good dancer. Wow. And I love dancing in the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. It's something else. Ooh, I can't it's, wait to KO fifty five. It's something else. I can't wait. Fifty five. We about to kick it. I still I got to lock down the resort and where we're going. Okay. For fifty five, but I'm gonna do. I always do. Big birthday bashes, and the last one for 50 was in um, Jamaica, and there was 40 people in the group. Wow. And so for 55, because everybody that went for 50 is like waiting for 55. Got it, I was got gonna it. go to 60, and they was like, No, nah, that's too long. So <laughs> they're waiting on 55, and then I was like, You know what? I'm gonna tie it to the show, I'm gonna open up the viewers, whoever wants to come and celebrate my 53rd birthday. I mean, my 55th birthday. Like, I'm about to turn 53. That's why it's on my mind. Like, uh, my 55th birthday then. Hey, and you're getting two years advance notice. And so, and that's how, and people always ask me, how did you get 40 black people to go on a trip? And I said, baby, because I start two years in advance. Start two years in advance. You're going to put your deposit in. Go and get your deposit in. You set up payments. Make your payments. And you got, you got almost two yeah. years. Well, a year and a half by the time to pay for it. There you go. Like you can come up with it regardless of what the cost. You can come up with that. You got plenty yeah. of time. That's smart. My my best friend, she's going to Tahiti for her anniversary. And she told us like a year in advance, you want to come to Tahiti with us? Yeah. We're going in June. But she told us that last June. I was right. like, I like her. Yeah. Don't tell me about three months in advance. Yeah. Oh, I and I gotta go out of country too. Yeah, Ooh, I like Jesus. I get plenty of advance. We gonna go and then too that gives me time because like I like I'm a planner. I'm, I'm, I'm planning it like I already got set in my head thinking about the things that I want to do um, on the trip. But the one thing that I feel like I'm going to do different this time is I do think I am going to find me a travel agent mm -hmm. and let the travel agent uh, handle everything and let them have a point person on the resort for me. Mm -hmm. Because last time, like, I want to stay orange for my trip. And so when I went to, so my fiftieth, I was green because I was like trying to take care of everything and make sure because like I was the point it. person. Everybody was like, "Oh, 
I don't want to deal with that. I want to be able to go and be orange and don't make me have to go green. Right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all take care of everything. Got it. Don't make me go green. Take my piece. Yes. Don't don't you, you don't want green Karen. You, you just don't want her. You want happy go lucky orange Karen all day long. And I want to go and stay in my orange. So I, mm. I've got to have somebody who is going to manage that. I can tell you everything that I want. This is how I want to set up. This is how I want it to flow. Here you go. You take it and run with it. Don't come to me unless there's a problem. And, and when you come to me with the problem, please come with a solution. Don't come with just a problem and then expect me to figure it out. I'm going to need you to come with a solution. Give me some options, some choices. If you can't do this, then what can we do? Right. Don't, don't come at me and just say we can't do it. Right. And so that's what I think I'm going to do for 55. You see what I'm saying? That's why, yeah. I, that's why I can't be mad. Because I ain't that type. Girl, <laughs> don't come in here with that mess. Like, I ain't got time. Come and be with that bull. But anyway, y'all, we are at we are oh, over an hour. We always wow. do that. We get to chit chatting. We get to talking. I love great conversation. Absolutely. And, 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 and as you can see, we started off talking about you, but we do this on the show all the time. Oh, it's so, we get you know, we get to talking about stuff, and I always just go wherever the conversation. So is. it's hard for me to just sit and talk about me. So by all oh, means, you did a great job. Thank you. I'm just glad when we started venturing off. <laughs> <laughs> and we do that all the time because say something and I get on a tangent, and then the next thing you know, we talking and we moving and and things are going on, but. Thank you so much. Thank you for having for me. Joining us. And I hope your viewers learned something or you know Oh, I'm sure they did. We had a we had a few comments. Women LA made a comment about friends with benefits. Hold on. <laughs> he said friends with benefits for mature fuck buddies shouldn't exist with those that are advanced. I agree. I, well, I have had a moment where you know I, I guess you really can't even call that a fuck buddy. I don't know what you want to call it. You just hit it and quit it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am that. About <laughs> to something I want. You know, I will tell you, meeting my husband, that was the most open to possibilities I've ever been with the person. Mm -hmm. Anybody else, I had already sized them up beforehand. Was like, do I see a future? Don't I see a future? But with him, I was at a place where, you know, I would. I was so comfortable in who I was as a woman mm -hmm. that whatever happened, happened. You know, I was open to, you know, if we hang out once, great. If we don't, like, I was just, whatever happens, happens. That's, that's, I never, that's though, imagined he would end up being my husband. I I'm glad that it happened that way because that was like a dream. Um, but I was so open to anything. I just knew though he would be super important. They're yeah. not open. They have checklists. They have they're trying to find something in him that's either similar or different from the last guy to try mm -hmm. to make sure that he's not gonna hurt me. And then he's got to prove himself and all of these different yeah. things. And I went through that. Instead of just being open yeah. and relaxed. I went through that. I asked myself all those questions. And what I came down to is whatever happens or don't happens, I'm okay. Yeah. I will be okay yeah, either sure. way. That's what I tell people all the time. Girl, stop trying to control the situation and just sit back and let mm -hmm. it happen. Just sit back and let it happen. Sit back and enjoy. It, yeah. Especially if he's not giving you a reason not to trust 
what he's telling you. Right. If he's not giving you a reason not to trust what he's telling you, then why are you fighting it? Just lay back and relax and go on the ride and see where it ends up. And you never know what may happen when you let your guard down and you go with the flow and allow him, like you said, allow him to lead. Right. Stop trying to control. And because if he's a good man, he's not going to lead you anywhere that you shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. And I tell you, um, he was very comfortable with his friends with benefits, but I think my openness and my vulnerability changed his mind. Okay. You know, because I don't think he had any intentions on me, quote unquote, being the one either. I think that it happens that way. Yeah. I don't foresee it happening for me, but it does happen that way. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm really every time, every time I think I've changed my mind about a relationship. I get something happens that reminds me mm -hmm. of why yeah. I decided I didn't want one. Not about saying things didn't happen. No, I'm, I'm, just, no, I'm, I'm speaking. <laughs> Nothing I'm, perfect. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm no, not no. want to paint y'all yeah. picture that. I, I'm not. You know. I, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm speaking from, from my perspective. Like me, I'm, I'm not. I don't I don't know. I, I I just I don't foresee myself letting my guard down uh for it. I yeah. I, I well and I you know relationships is business like it one hundred percent is. It's, I tell people that all the time. You you so caught up and willing to get married, baby. Marriage is a contract. It, and you right. need to understand that is all it is is a contract. Mm -hmm. And if neither one of y'all, oh, you about to make me get on another soapbox. But you can't go in with one solid foundation and a shaky foundation nope. and think you about to build. And especially Ooh. if you got two shaky foundations and neither one of y'all got a pot to piss in or know what to do with right. it. And you trying to get married and expecting you to build something on this foundation. you It's a contract. It mm -hmm. is. It's a partnership. It is. It's a give and take. And if neither one of y'all got anything to bring to the table, yes, where you going? My, my husband, when he proposed, he promised me one thing. He said, what I can promise you is if I break your heart or if your heart get broke, period, I'm picking up the pieces. Oh. You know, and what that told me is I can't guarantee you that, that, I'm not gonna hurt that you. things won't happen on both ends. But what I can tell you is rather who hurt who, I'm going to be the one to fix it. And that's the only promise that man ever made me. He didn't promise me, you know, you know, all that other, you know. And so what I thought about is I'm going to hurt. I'm going to cry. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to experience these mm -hmm. things because that's the cost of living. I'm just going to choose to experience them with him and hold him accountable to protecting my peace. Absolutely. That's the contract Absolutely. and vice versa. Tara says that she loves the way she likes the way, um, Lovely, thanks. Great show tonight. But we are gonna get out here. We had an hour and eleven because I'll get to talking about something else again and get on a whole nother, uh, a whole nother tangent about talking about stuff. So. Yeah. But thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you tonight. for having me. Oh, and don't forget, we gotta get. I gotta get you. Started. You know what? Something I've got to start doing is taking pictures with people when they come. Yeah. I always yes. forget to take pictures. Because I'm not really, like, I'd be forgetting about that stuff. I've got to start taking pictures with people. 
but we're gonna take a picture and get you to sign the wall. I can't wait to see my wall fill up with uh, signatures. It's gonna be so great. My oldest daughter, hold me. Let me let me get off here before I start. <laughs> All right, thank y'all for tuning in tonight. Yeah, she said that's a beautiful thought.